And welcome, once again, to another episode of the Horizon Roundtable. I am Bob McDonald, and you can find me on Twitter at Bob McDonald. And joining me, of course, is my co-host, Matt Dudak. Hey there, everybody. And Matt, you can find on Twitter at GrizzTalkOU, and you can follow the podcast on Twitter as well at HorizonRT, and on Facebook at Horizon Roundtable. And Matt, this is actually one of my favorite times of the year, because the season is going to start for real next week. Or this week, and joining us are members of the uh, of student media um, from around the Horizon League. Um, so, without any further ado, I know we have a, a couple of them on. A couple of them should be coming on later on. But uh, we'll start with uh, Detroit Mercy. Jorge, would you uh, please introduce yourself? Um, how are you doing, everyone? My name is Jorge Reyna with the uh, University of Detroit Mercy's Varsity News. Been there for about a year now. And great to be on. Thank you for having me. All right. Thanks. Um, and then from the Jam Bar at uh, Youngstown State, we have Brian Yager. Hi, guys. I'm Brian. I've been the sports editor since January, and I also write for the Tribune Chronicle and Warren. Uh, oh, uh, so you are familiar with uh, one of our previous guests, um, John Vargo, I would assume. Yes. Yeah, we sit next to each other in the office. Aha. So yeah, that's um, so that's um, thing. And unfortunately, I just came to came to find out that uh, Michael Pierce was from uh, from the Oakland Post, who also writes for us at HorizonRoundtable.com. Unfortunately, will not be able to make it. Um, and I'm a little dis- I'm a little sad about that one because I really wanted to have him on. And then also too, I think we're. Uh, All right, and then also too, we're going to have, we are going to have Sierra Newton from the Northerner, the, which is the which is Northern Kentucky's publication, and she will be joining us shortly, if I can get her add her onto Skype, <laughs> unless that doesn't work, so, um. So let's go ahead and get, yeah, let's go ahead and get, yeah, let's try that again. Okay, here we go. All right, so again, the the, the season has started, and unfortunately we were um, also unable to, we were going to be bringing on, uh, trying to bring on somebody from Wright State's publication, The Guardian. Uh, unfortunately, they are still in the process of finding a sports writer, so if you do, if you're interested in writing sports for Wright, uh, Wright State and you're a student, Go ahead and uh, go ahead and get uh, get them on. Uh, you know, give them a call. <laughs> so, um, but yeah. So, so as we are going, as we're going, you know, the, the season starts this week for a lot of people. And also, I should point. Uh, I know one programming note too. Uh, we are going to have uh, the voice of the of Detroit Mercy, uh, Dan Hasty. He's we're going to be recording. We're going to be uh, talking to him right before the season. So you don't want to miss that. Um, I know Detroit. Uh, I know Jorge. Uh, Detroit Mercy starts on a little later than everybody else. They st- their games start on the tenth. Yeah, they start a little later than um, everybody else. Uh, I know the women's basketball for sure starts um, uh, this coming Tuesday, I believe. Okay. So that's something to look forward to. Nice. So but the men start later on. Yeah. 
So, and and as we've been talking about over and over again on the podcast, there's still that uh, there's they got they did get some good news. Obviously, they got some good news um, from from the NCAA um, with with uh, was it Justin Miller? Is it the yeah, forward? Justin yeah. Miller, big time forward. Yes. So he's a, he got he gets his he gets his transfer waiver, so he's going to be able to play. Um, but of course, you, but we as we've been talking about for a while now, the the specter of the APR ban is is still looming in there, uh, and the NCAA is still taking their sweet old time trying to get this uh, get the get the and you know get it to get the appeal together. So, you know, in your summation, yeah. how does how has that been affecting? How has that affected? You know Detroit Mercy. Um, I mean, obviously, it hasn't affected Antoine Davis because he's Antoine Davis. But you know, how does that how does that affect yeah. the rest of the team? Um, I think it affects it pretty good. You know, you just want the best the best on your roster to be out there. You know, starting off the game and everything. Sure. Um, I think it's really different this year since um, over half the team's uh, incoming transfers actually. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's tough, you know, you want to get your paperwork in, you want to get everything, uh, in order for your, your best to be out there. Cause of course we got Justin Miller coming from, yeah. uh, Louisiana. We got other, uh, prospects like, like, uh, Brad Calipari and some other big time people that are going to be coming in. So we just want their, um, their paperwork and everything in order just so we have sure. the best drive out there. Now, now Detroit has a weird, and that's a weird situation in Detroit because I, um, um, According to verbal commits, they still have some scholarships available because a couple of the guys kind of don't need them. Yeah, they do. So, so that 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 kind of helps. It. I'm sure that helps. That you know that might help if it's you know a, a decision arises and you know they want to bring somebody else aboard. But um, on the other side, uh, Brian, you know, the uh, for on uh, on the Youngstown State side, obviously. Um, this is this is year three of this is year three of uh, of the Jared Calhoun era. So um, how how does how what kind of di- I mean they they already have a dynamic core already. They, they're one of the few they're one of the few teams that t- didn't lose anybody didn't didn't lose a starter. Um, and you also have just <laughs> just out you're going to have outstanding play from Darius Quisenberry, Nas Bohannon. I'm sure I'm missing a few other people, but yeah, but you know, with that, with that core in that, that, that starting core in there, what, how do you see uh Youngstown state moving forward? I really see YSU as a team on the up and up. Mm-hmm. I don't think this year is going to be a year where they do some serious damage, mm-hmm. but it's, it's going to be another building year, another year of the process as the term has been coined now. Sure. Um, but I think the seeds are really planted to for a breakout year for mm-hmm. quiz to even like progress even further. Wow. And yeah, I, I think by next year the team should be in a lot better shape going forward. Uh-huh. But this is a transition year as Garrett Covington and Osbo Hannon are now up yeah. to the And um and Sierra, um welcome up welcome aboard. Sierra Newton of course is the uh is, is uh, represents the Northerner at Northern Kentucky. Uh, I know you came in a little late. Go ahead and introduce yourself. Okay. Hi, my name's Sierra Newton. I am a senior at Northern Kentucky University, and I am the sports editor for our student-run newspaper, The Northerner. Nice. And we were just going through. We were just. Uh, we were just going through kind of uh, 
everybody's individual team prospects. Obviously, Northern Kentucky is, probably has some of the some of the change. Uh, some obviously they have some significant changes, including a head coach. Yeah. So, uh, up there, I guess. So, uh, sorry. Yeah. But um, yeah, and so, and also, you lost Drew McDonald too. So, but but you still do have you do you still do have Jalen Tate and Tyler Sharp as well. So, yeah, as a season, yeah, as a season. Got. Oh, so that's good. Um. Of course, that you know, the, and of course, the team, you know, everybody, you know, as as everybody on the preseason has has prognosticated, the, the team to beat, um, according to everybody, is Wright State. So, um, when you look at a right, when you look, when you guys look at the Wright State, and you look at your own respective teams, um, what do you think it will take for? What do you think it's going to take to to get to knock Wright State off this year? Yeah, to, um, to knock Wright State off, I definitely feel like it's going to have to be finding out who the big guy's going to be because, of course, they still have Loud and Love, mm-hmm. and we don't have a um, – of course, replacing Drew McDonald, that's not going to be a thing because Drew's his own kind of sure. person. But looking for a post player that's going to stand mm-hmm. up to Loudon and be, you know, that true post that we need. I see. And I think I think we've talked a little bit about the, that that present Loud and Love's presence over previous podcast episodes. So yeah, yeah. The 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 the, pres, the, the if you have a big man if you have a big man playing for your school, it's going to be a big advantage. Like it may be Oakland's, <laughs> right? Right, Matt. We have three of them actually. It's wonderful. Rub it in, why don't you? <laughs> hey, if we 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 still need a point guard though. But I mean, we got bigs. That's true. Um, because you guys you kind of need one because because uh, you guys are yeah um, the other thing too um, I know we, everybody's been kind of warming up uh, with the exhibition games uh, naturally it looks like most of uh, most of the teams in the Horizon League um, specifically Northern Kentucky didn't have any problems with their their uh, their exhibition opponent um, Cleveland State on the other hand did good. Oh yes, Matt. Yes, we know. Yeah, they lost. They lost to Notre Dame College, and uh, for anybody not Notre Dame University, Notre Dame College, which is a small, uh, which is a smaller Division II school in uh, the Cleveland suburbs. I, I actually took, I actually took teaching classes there once. Um, but yeah, so they lost. <laughs> they lost to Notre Dame College, and they, I, I. I I don't know what happened. Actually, I do know what happened. They couldn't hit the broad. Side. In terms of shooting, they couldn't hit the broadside of a barn. Um, so I'm looking. So, and of course, Cleveland State has been picked to finish last. And so, uh, call me crazy, but that really doesn't help matters when you're losing. I, I guess the good news is that it did, the game didn't count. Right. <laughs> Um, one of the, but it, uh, it is also noteworthy that neither Jalen Hill nor Tory Patton, the two guys who are probably going to produce all of their scoring this year, didn't play either. Um, but when you guys look at it, when you guys, how do you guys perceive these uh, these exhibitions? You know, like I said, they don't count, but they, they got to mean something, right? Um, I think certainly it does. 
you know, coming from the fact that, especially coming from a team like, like uh, from the Detroit Mercy standpoint, you know, you're throwing like a bunch of new guys out there trying to get to know each other. Yeah, you're doing it in practice and everything, trying to get to know each other's uh, standpoints and what they go by. But I think that exhibition game really gets some, you know, feel of each other. You know, we have Anthony sure. Davis with with, um, with the big men and everything, and you know, it really helps out um, everyone just so they can see what each other got. For YSU, a team that has a core that's pretty stable from last year coming into this year, it's just a way to refine. I mean, this team's already relatively established lineup-wise, so it's a good way to get those bench players in that are, haven't seen any game time and for the core to just to refine their games. Sure, sure. I'm not sure what I'm not sure what Cleveland State's doing. I'll be honest. <laughs> well, they got a, they got a lot they got a lot of holes to fill, so like I'm sure that's that's gonna be one thing. But honestly, uh, and, and I'm sure that's gonna yeah, and that's, I'm sure that's the case pretty much all over, all around the league. I mean, uh, especially at Northern Kentucky, I'm sure being adjusting a new, to a new coach and um, some new players and kind of working some things around. I'm sure that's. That 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 exhibition win that they had was was really helpful for for the North. So um, yeah, sorry, I'm going in and out. Oh, <laughs> yes. Um, no, no, that's that's okay, Sierra. I, uh, yeah, I, I understand. Yeah, Sierra is actually on the road right now, coming back from uh, coming back from a uh, college media conference. So in in Washington D.C., I believe. Yes, correct. Yeah, so, so that so so w- don't worry. We'll we'll give you the benefit of the doubt. You're you're fine. <laughs> yeah, sorry um, if I'm a little little just uh, a little late on that. <laughs> it happens. Uh, well, it won't be the first time it happens. So, um, but yeah, so so this week, and as I'm looking at this week, most of the by and large, most of the uh, most of the games on Tuesday are kind of, you know, this is where, you know, it's looking like a lot of the, the Horizon League schools are just kind of basically, <laughs> this is it, they're, they're starting, kicking off the season with a, uh, with the home game, against the, the, the obligatory home game against a uh, non-Division one opponent. So that's, so, the right State's playing Central State, you know, Goshen is in, in India, from Indiana is playing Oakland, Northern Kentucky's got UC Claremont. I didn't even know University of Cincinnati had a Claremont campus. And Youngstown State's playing Deal. The only one who's actually playing, yeah. And, and of course, Cleveland State's playing. They're playing a bye game against Minnesota. So, um, but when you look at those, when you look at the um, as you look at the the season coming up, especially the, 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 these first week games, um, are do you think do you? Uh, it doesn't look like there's going to be too many surprises as it relates to kind of the results this week, but um, is it is it one of those, uh, especially with the teams playing the non-division one games? You know, what is the what is the end goal for those uh, is going to be for those teams? Is it just going to be kind of a more glorified, you know, more more refined version of a, an exhibition game, except for the fact that it counts? Because um, that's all I always perceived it over the years, uh, or or more to the point, it's an opportunity to create to you know to have kind of a home, an easy home game 
after maybe a tough, you know, a tough stretch on the road, which is, which I believe is what's going to happen to Cleveland State when after uh, because they have their non they have a t- game against Edinburgh on Saturday and they're doing that in between, you know, in between pretty rough stretches of that their schedule. I feel like for NK, oops, sorry. <laughs> okay, I feel like for NKU, this is a definitely time for them to um, fine tune some things, be able to play somebody besides themselves. And even though they had some time during the summer to play some games, they didn't have everyone back at that moment. Sure. And now they actually have, um, I think, just about the full roster. So being able to play somebody else that is considered a game to count towards their record, I think this will really be a test to see how well they actually work together, how well that the systems that uh, Coach Horn's putting in is working for them. And so it'll definitely just be like the first step to see what they need to work on, and from there they can definitely build. Sure. I think and for I th- uh, – oh, go ahead. Finish up. No, no, go ahead. Go ahead. You're fine. I was just, uh, for From the Oakland perspective, I think that the Goshen game is more about Campy really starting to establish his eight- or nine-man rotation, which he's big on right now. He's been playing a lot of people through the first two exhibitions. Um, sure. So it's, it's starting to hone in on what that rotation is going to be. And who's going to be the point guard? Is it going to be Kangu? Is it going to have to be Gettlefinger? You know, that's really still the big question mark for that team. So I think that the Goshen game for him is really trying to refine that before they go on the road to Florida for that tournament that they're doing. Sure. Um, I think from a UDM standpoint, you know, after uh, they got called out for not you know, maintaining the rate for the APR rate. So, you know, them not being able to participate in the tournament this year, you know, it's they, get, they need to use the Horizon League as a standpoint. They need to use the Horizon League. That's just going to be their platform. You know, uh, Mercy has had a winning season in uh, a couple of years. So if they utilize, you know, their stages and what they can do and everything, and plus they need to find uh, what they're going to revolve around. Of course, they're going to revolve around uh, Antoine Davis and everything, but they need, uh-huh. I think they're probably going to need more uh, going out in the paint. They need more, like, uh, more people putting on more shots and just utilizing the platform, you know, especially if they're not even able to participate in the tournament this year. And for YSU, I mean, their first two games could not be further apart from each other in the level, like, skill level. They open up uh, on the back end of a doubleheader with the women's team against Teal College. Mm-hmm. And then their next game, they travel down to Louisville. Yikes. So, <laughs> yeah, so they're going from a D3 school in Teal to a powerhouse in Louisville. So I'm not really sure. I can't really pinpoint what their thought process is there. I guess they really want to get themselves pumped up against Teal to go into Louisville to give them a shot of doing something. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. That's a, yeah. So, uh, so, so looking at the schedule, yeah, it's a, it's kind of a, it's kind of a balance because there, you know, while you have a, you know, a, while you have a Cleveland State that's jumping, you know, jumping off the deep end immediately, you, as does IUPUI, they're actually, the Butler, Butler, uh, they're actually playing Butler, which is funny because I, I can't remember the last Horizon League school that actually played Butler. Delta. That might be, I think that might be the last one. And then Green Bay is going to the West Lafayette to play Purdue. 
so you, you could kind of see it. And then, and then I see Northern Kentucky is going to follow up the their home opener with with a game in against Missouri. Missouri is, uh, from what I understand, is uh, has is become has actually uh, become a lot. You know, has has turned it around quite significantly over the past year or so. Yeah, I think it's just, uh, he's trying to get those uh, we haven't had the opportunities. Sure. So, oh, I think we lost the air again. <laughs> so, um, and I also saw that, I also saw that UIC is playing Memphis. Now, now of all these now of all these games, I know a lot of these are the, the quote unquote buy games. Where um, when you look at the schedule, do, do you do we do we have any opportunities for some potential surprises? Because there's always one te- there's always one you know power five school that kind of you know you know trips up and loses in the begin in the early uh, in one of the early season games and. Um, as far as uh, as far as the, the Horizon League schedule is there, is there an opportunity there? I mean, one I, I see one possible one is the uh, is that uh, the game on Friday between uh, UIC and Memphis because I don't know, you know, yeah they got Penny Hardaway as their coach, but I am not really 100 percent, you know, I don't know what their I don't know what their team's gonna look like. I don't think YSU is going to come out of Louisville with a win. No. But they did surprisingly well against Ohio State last year for first That's half. That's true. So yeah. I would be surprised if they gave Louisville a bigger fight than they expect. Yeah. So yeah, like I said, the, the it's it's going to be an interesting mix of of games this week. I'm sure we'll be we'll be recapping those next week. Uh, well, actually, no, we won't because we'll be talking to Dan Hasty. But uh, but the big thing is, you know, we you know as we're looking at the as we're looking at the season now. Um, when you look at the when you look at your schedules, the, your respective non-conference schedules, and 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 Torhey, you actually brought up a good point because obviously with the with the APR ban still in place for Detroit Mercy, um, it seems like their primary focus is to get ready for the conference schedule. But that notwithstanding, and, and obviously you know, and Detroit Mercy has a has a tough tough schedule this year because they're yep. they're going to a lot of different places that, and a lot of power. Uh, they they schedule quite a few heavy hitters. Um, so when you look at when you, yeah, so when you look at a schedule, uh, the Detroit Mercy schedule, where you know how do you, how do you feel that they're going to fare in these games, or is this just going to be basically kind of a two, uh, like, or like you said, it's be, the the focus for now is get to the conference schedule and you know let the chips fall as they may, you know during the non-conference. I think focusing on just uh, trying to get to the conference schedule, you know. They didn't finish like too bad in the last year's conference, going eight for ten. But I think uh, they want to get better, and okay. I think Mike, I think head coach Mike Davis is really trying to lead them in that direction right now, trying sure. to make sure that they're prepared for this for this conference league. Because of course you're going against like you know big schools like Clemson, uh, North Carolina State. Uh, they're going to Louisiana. Louisiana. There's their schedule is all around the place right now. Yeah. Pre uh, conference, you know. Uh, so we're actually not even going to see the. Men play until 
December when they play, play uh, Eastern Michigan. So it's going to be quite a minute until we see the boys at Callahan Hall. But I think the point right now is just for them to build and build and build so they can get to that confidence schedule. You know, yeah. since APR band, you know, they want to they, they want to see what they can do, you know, because that's the, only the main platform that they're going to go off of. Sure. You know, since they're not, good, they're not eligible for the NCAA tournament, you know, you got to work with what you can get, you know, and you want to make the most out of it. Yeah, and it, yeah, that's gotta be yeah, that's gotta be hard when you're not even gonna be in the you're not gonna be you're not even gonna be at home for an entire you know until December. I mean that's that's that that's kind of, that's gonna be kind of hard for them, but you know, but and you but you look at the yeah, but and it, but you look at the schedule, you know, you you see some opportunities. I I, lo- I like like for example, I look at that Clemson game. Um, that is an I th- I consider that an interesting matchup myself. Only because of the fact that La- uh, that, it, that Clemson uh, Wright State gave Clemson a battle in the NIT last year, and yeah. I, you know that. So that that's I I like I would see that as a potential opportunity for Detroit Mercy, especially if you get especially if Antoine Davis goes off for forty plus points, which he 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 has the tendency to do. And has the ability to do more of the point. Yeah, Antoine Davis is really like you know the big standout feature this year. I even talked to him the other day, um, asking about pressure because you know him coming off uh, breaking Steph Curry's freshman year record of him you know becoming a uh, freshman player of the year, and he's getting all these uh, accomplishments and uh, acknowledgments. And I asked him, you know, does this put pressure on you? You know, because you're coming out like you know a monster, a monster for freshman year. You know, just put pressure on you to do more. And he said, no, it's not really about pressure. It's more about just him utilizing it and just him doing the best he can good and he can do and getting better. So, you know, it's really tough right now for, for like, um, probably for him to focus right now. But mm-hmm. at the same time, you know, he has, like, really great teammates that I've got been able to meet and everything that really have his back. Uh, but, yeah, expect some big things from Antoine Davis here. Sure. Plus, he got nominated for um, the Jerry Westdorf for shooting guards. Oh, uh, yeah. Yep. Yeah, we saw. Yeah, that's yeah, that's something we haven't even talked about. They that uh, the the Jerry the Jerry West Award. Um, yeah. Because I, I know that came out that came out what a couple of weeks ago. That that list. Yeah. Yeah. So that's that's that is not insig. That is definitely a very uh, a step in the right sign. You know, the right direction for Antoine. And I know he's been he's been showing up on you know all these lists of you know best players in college basketball too. So that's a, so I'm sure he, he can only, I'm sure he can only, he'll only get better as time goes on without a doubt. And, and you know, Detroit, yeah. I was just saying, I've, I've actually even tweeted this to Antoine. I've never met Antoine personally, but we, we tweet back and forth a little bit. Yeah. I can't wait. I can't wait till he goes to the NBA so I can root for that guy. Cause I really want to like him, but I'm just not allowed to yet. <laughs> I really, I really like everything about him. He seems super humble. I, I really like Antoine Davis. I just can't wait till he's not at mercy so I can root for him. I'll tell you this right now. Antoine Davis is probably, like, one of the chillest guys you're ever going to meet. Every every interview I've probably ever had with the guy, you know, at, this being my freshman year, like, any interview I've had with him, he's always been welcoming to it. He's always, like, he's, he's a really humble person, and that's something that really stands out about him that, you know, from off the court, you know. He's a really humble person, and he really just stands out in like a big way. And his presence is known when you're at the when you're at the practice, you know, taking pictures or you know, trying to write a story or anything. His presence is known on the court. Nice, nice. 
Um, so I wanted to switch gears a little bit because, uh, you know, obviously we're still talking about um, – so we're uh, – as a Horizon League, as as mid majors go, it's you know, there's always you know transfers coming in, transfers coming out, and I wanted to talk to you guys as because we Matt and I actually have a uh, standalone bonus episode about this um, this very subject, but I want to talk a little bit about the transfer uh, you know the the transfers across around the Horizon League, as well as some of the you know as well as kind of your thoughts on the 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 waiver process now which i'm still trying to figure out and um because it, it seems to be a little herky-jerky because some people uh, so because some players like justin miller are getting their waivers approved others like rashad williams from oakland are not <laughs> um and so i, I want to get your guys's opinion on on you know the whole transfer waiver uh, waiver situation, um, specifically. You know, in, in, specifically if it happened to have, to have affected your school. Sierra, I know that uh, I know that when Chris Vote left, he, he he to go to Cincinnati to join John Brannon. Um, I know his if I understand it correctly, his waiver was already approved, so he's going to be playing immediately. not um so yeah that's a so so the and so for in your yeah in your case in detroit mercy's case obviously you know you have the justin miller thing um young again youngstown state didn't really have to worry about any of these things this year which i'm kind of surprised by yeah so i yeah and i guess, I guess that's kind of a testament to the stability of what Jared Calhoun is trying to trying to build at Youngstown State in year three because I know I know last year he had a couple of he actually had a couple of significant transfers um, but he's kind of gotten over that because he, like I said he's got all five of his starters coming back. No, there's been a real culture change here, and it seems like the whole team's bought in to what Calhoun's selling. Sure. And I, I think Calhoun has finally been able to take a control of the team good and, and yeah and it really and it really show, we saw glimmer we saw glimmers of it last year you know when they you know when when they uh, when they went on their winning streak um, and you saw that you kind of saw them you know, meshing together between and, and you, you definitely saw kind of the emergence of Darius Quisenberry no yeah he's he's so good and the sky's the limit for him. I don't, I don't know how much better he can get because he's already blown me away numerous times. But sure, he's he's only a sophomore. Yeah, if he man. stays until he graduates, the sky's the absolute limit. And that's another good question. Do do we you know? You mentioned if he stays. <laughs> that, getting back to the transfer thing, the the specter of transfers always looms large at a mid major like like the Horizon League. So, when you look at your respective teams, do you or do you do you worry worry that much that you know while your your team is doing well now, do you worry that there might be the possibility of one of your star players deciding to leave? Absolutely. Um, I think that's for any team, yeah. You're just worried about uh, that big factor just leaving, you know. 
Sure. It's still a new feeling here because <laughs> it's not like YSU players are getting that attention from the bigger schools. True. But now with Quisenberry emerging and uh, Covington and Bohannon, uh, Simmons all showing out. I mean that I'm starting to get why everybody else is worried. <laughs> That's well, yeah. Well, I'm I'm at the very. I was gonna say I, I going into the off season. I was I was gonna be. I was hoping that the 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 transfer issue that Cleveland State apparently has, because apparently nobody wants to stay there anymore, would be gone. But well, we know that didn't work out. <laughs> and now we got an, an almost entirely new team. So I'm, I'm going to venture to guess that uh, I'm going to venture to guess transfers next year aren't going to be as many. But then again, you never know. I'm convinced that the Wolves, I'm co- I'm convinced that Cleveland State's arena is was built on an ancient Indian burial ground, like like the you know the movie Poltergeist or something. Because I think that place is cursed. Is that why you hired such a bad AD? Oh jeez. Oh. That that is a conversation for our bonus episode, which we will also be posting this week. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, but yeah, that, so so kind of wrap to, to, to kind of wrap this up. Um, you know, I wanted to kind of get you. Uh, you know, tell me, tell us all what what uh, what you guys got coming up in your respective publications. Um, for Varsity News up here at Tremors, we were playing the basketball season to start. We for them to start, and for, uh, for them to start against their home opener against Loyola. Uh, then we're just waiting for the boys to come back home to play against Eastern Michigan. It's going to be a minute for us to watch the boys, but we're just waiting for basketball to come under come underway. Uh, we're super excited at the Jam Bar for basketball season to start. Uh, we're sending a crew down to Louisville myself included we should have four people going so i mean we're really excited for both men's and women's basketball to start great and sierra i know you're still i you you might still be having technical difficulties i don't know yeah i can hear you at this moment but okay um, (laughs) sorry yeah it was like a full two minutes where i was just getting Every two seconds, a little bit of what you guys are saying, but um, yeah, miracles of modern for technology. NKU, uh, we have our yes, right? We have our uh, basketball preview coming out on November sixth, so nice. that will be an actual twelve-page um, newspaper that we'll have on campus, as well as an online version of that package will be put out. So uh, we're just really excited for this preview to come out because we worked really hard on it, and. Um, of course, our men's team, their first game is on Tuesday. Then our women's team will be playing Eastern Kentucky um, on Friday, I believe. And it'll be at EKU. So um, we're really excited for this season to get started on both ends. You know, we've got um, Molly Glick. It's her, uh, I believe, her last year being eligible to play for NKU. And she's been just a really great player all the years she's been able to play for us. So just really excited for it. All right. Well, I'd like to uh, like I'd like to thank all of you guys for participating. Um, where? Uh, yeah. T- uh, tell everybody where you got. Uh, we can find each. Uh, we can find you guys online. 
you can find me at uh, on Twitter at underscore Brian Yager, B-R-I-A-N-Y-A-U-G-E-R. And you can find your, you can find the Jam Bar at the Jam Bar, correct? Yes, and also if you just want to see our sports stuff, we have a separate Twitter at the Jam Bar Sports. Okay. We have a podcast, Igloo Review, with myself and a couple other people. We talk about all sports, not just YSU. Nice. Uh, you can find me, Jorge Reyna, on Instagram at Jorge.ReynaJR. Or you can find me on Twitter at, uh, at ReynaJA05. Um, and also you can catch the Varsity News on, on its own website, uh, so varsitynews.net. So we read all the articles that we write about sports, about the uh, on-campus experiences, and yeah. yeah. And Sierra, where can everybody find you? You can find me personally on uh, So Flossy Writes, S-O-F-L-O-S-S-I-E, W-R-I-T-E-S, little long, um, on Instagram and Twitter. And then for our sports on Twitter, you can find us at Northerner Sports. And then we also have our um, full publications, Northerner Media, on Twitter. Okay. All right. Great. All right. So that's going to go ahead and wrap it up. Like I said, um, yeah, th- again, thank you guys all for, for participating in this. Um, again, as, as somebody who, who grew up, uh, who, you know, when I was at school, was, uh, was a college uh, media guy myself. Um, love the uh, love the participation. You know, having students getting actively involved in in you know writing about the goings on on your respective campuses. So um, absolutely love that you guys were able to come on. So really appreciate it. Thank you for having us. Yeah, thanks for having us on. Thank right. you. And as always, you can find episodes of the Horizon Roundtable on our our website horizonroundtable.com. You can also find episodes of the Horizon Roundtable on your favorite podcast app. We're everywhere, so shouldn't be too hard to find us anymore. And you can find us, uh, you can actually open up your Amazon or Google devices, and you can pull us up on there. So that's going to do it for this week, and uh, thank you for listening. And don't forget, we have the bonus, uh, we have that bonus episode, too, if you haven't listened to it already.